Today we're going to be talking to Jasmine Hanlon. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah it's how you pronounce it. Okay, yeah, from good. Move It Shake It. Move It Shake It events. Um, a bit of a different one for us because she's not one of our customers, but she's got a really interesting story and business model. Well, we went a bit rogue, didn't we? We were like, yeah. let's just get a non-customer in because she's very much in the kids' activity industry space, but does something, as you say, very, very different. She doesn't run a club or a no. dance school. She runs... Events. Hmm. And she runs events for different dance schools. And I just think with the length of this one, without further ado, will we just get it started? I think we should. Let's go straight into it. Here we are, Jasmine Hanlon. Here we are today with Jasmine Hanlon from Move It Shake It Events. Hi. It's events. You? That's time. It is. Yes. It is. Excellent. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. Thanks for coming up to see us from not Birmingham. Not Birmingham. Near Birmingham. Not Birmingham. An hour outside of Birmingham? An hour outside of Birmingham. I wouldn't say that's near somewhere if it's an hour away. Yeah, but then if you're from a place that's kind of between two places, you'll just tend to say the biggest city. So right, okay. Like yeah, we well. don't live in Glasgow, but we would say to people, maybe I live in Glasgow, that type of thing. Welcome to Class for Kids. <laughs> Thank you. I'm super excited. I mean, this is a bit snazzy. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we spent a bit of time decorating in here. Like, yeah, I think we like came it. back after Christmas, um, and it was just Stephen and I in the studio at that point, and we were like, do you know what, let's, let's decorate it. It's great to be able to host people coming into the office, yeah. customers, people yeah. that we work with. Um, so it's great to have you. How have you found your morning so far? I mean, this is my fourth cup of coffee. <laughs> so is it far. an Americano? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a, this is a hazelnut latte. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, where'd you get that yeah. from? Seema. <gasps> yeah. She is on it. Mm-hmm. She's not offered us a hazelnut latte. <laughs> yeah. We'll be having a word with her after Oh this. my gosh, I feel like I'm in Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, flight was super easy and I feel, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see the, the offices. I think I was on a high because first time in Glasgow yeah. and... I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect from the offices, but it wasn't this. So, yeah. what did you know about class for kids before coming? I mean, I know you've had some conversations with Seema, yeah. but who were we in your mind, and, and how does that transfer to who we actually are? Yeah, yeah, totally different, actually. So, I I've been aware of your company for quite a while. Um, so, I set up my business in two thousand fourteen. Ah, similar so, thing to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was aware of it then, but I I was obviously very small and a start you know and just starting out but I was also working for another company at the time doing STEM related stuff okay so STEM related activities um and you guys well maybe not you but the company had contacted um me to see if we could do anything and see if it worked but the company that I was working for was a franchise yes and they didn't want it because they had their own CRM system they had their own onboarding system and their own website and it was it's a Canadian based company Mm -hmm. so the website was Canadian and they just did not um didn't want to didn't want to change their their systems and it all had to go through there so I was aware of that and then I just kind of kept in contact with with you guys for, for other little bits mm-hmm. like to see if there's anything else and any of the promos and um a couple of social media bits just to see um and then yeah so so that was then so a little while ago and then Seema contacted me completely out of the blue but I did know about you guys so I say out of the blue I knew who you were it wasn't like trying to introduce me to the brand um but it's grown such such exponentially from from then to now um and and in my head it was still like small and there's just Mm. a couple of things and then once she'd contacted me I you know I was like right let me have a look at the website let me see what's going on now Mm. and it was just totally different it was like you know now you know lots of providers and lots going on and I think uh, yeah definitely there's been more providers coming up in that space and I think for us after Covid was a big time for us where we really grew because during Covid we were more of a support mechanism for clubs out there so whether that was dance schools whether it was football academies what we would do is provide a lot of supportive content like you can't run your class 
classes right now, but here's other ways you can generate revenue. Here's how you can do online classes. Yeah. And then after COVID kind of ended, we've seen more and more clubs opening back up. And I think yeah. since then, over the past, well, we've both been here around about three years. It's just, it has grown. I think it's entirely down to us, to be honest. I mean, that's when the growth I really mean, started. I mean, I didn't want to say it so, yeah, you know. I, I heard like the podcast guys that like, that's what made the difference. Yeah, but, uh, well, that's what I've heard. I mean, it's what Jasmine <laughs> said. It's not us. We didn't feed you that line. You heard it here. You'll we'll get your money later though. <laughs> Thanks. Here's another <laughs> Um, yeah do you know what that makes such a big difference because and you can see that quite a lot is when when the companies were supported by somebody like yourselves not only because us as as children's providers covid was hard yeah covid was hard and for some for some people it was a really really dark period because Mm A lot of old school, I mean, I'm talking from a dance point of view now, right? But from a lot of old school dance teachers, they didn't even have an online presence within their school. We know, I mean, we were in the thick of it, yeah. You know, so they're like, what? We've now got to try. And for them, they just could not see how this would possibly work doing Mm -hmm. it online. And then you had some of the newer school, you know, the, the newer teachers or I don't want to say younger because that's not always the case, but a lot of the ones that were just fully on board of like, right, we have to do something. What yeah. are we going to do? Um, and they they really grew during that time mm. and they kind of saw a gap in the market. So for you guys to have been a support network for activity providers and not just for dance, but for activity providers as a whole, I think it felt like they had their hand held, like we're mm. not alone mm-hmm. because um, I do know quite a lot of people, you know, dance teachers that usually – um, after I spoke to Seema, you know, um, a lot of them usually, and, and they did feel like um, supported, but also um, not not alone. Like, yeah. okay, cool. We're not the only one yeah. that's struggling here. Yeah. And um, even just as a to share ideas, to go, right, this is what we can do when it's working for other people in other areas. Yeah. I feel like I can pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was, that was a big deal for a lot of schools is that, especially the ones that had their own studios, Exactly, you still got those overheads running yeah. no matter what and mortgages yeah. to pay and, and those kind of things. And, you yeah. know, there wasn't always a lot of support out there, unfortunately. Yeah. So we kind of did what we could. And, yeah. yeah. No, and and for me personally, as my business, I actually grew during COVID. Okay. So, which is weird because yeah, I do because events. Yeah, it's kind of events-based. How, yeah. how, how did that happen then? Yeah, really strange. So for the first, so COVID hit, I was actually in LA um, in the February. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was in LA in the February and that's when in America, COVID, like the word COVID, you know, <laughs> yeah. was like being bouted around and it was on the news. And um, and me and my partner had gone out there. We were there for, for, for nearly four weeks and we were doing road trips and everywhere we went, people were like, oh, you don't get too close because of COVID. And, this, and we were like, what is COVID? <laughs> what is this? And so, uh, you know, I rang my mum and I said, have you seen the news? Like, you, what's going on there? And she was like, my mum was like, don't be so dramatic, darling. <laughs> there was nothing going on here. And I was like, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we're going to have to fly home because they were talking about airports. Yeah. And, and she was like, you, obviously I'm a dancer, right? Before that, she's like, you're so dramatic. <laughs> this is ridiculous. She put the phone down. And then we ended up getting the last flight home from LA, no not realising until on the plane and the pilot's like, just letting you guys know this is happening. You've now got to do this and this and this. And this was before masks was a yeah. thing. So they're coming around with this hand gel and we're like, 
On like, the plane? On the plane. Right. So kind of like, you know when you would go and visit, like, <laughs> that's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially, and we're talking pre, like pre-masks, yeah. pre, so we were like, what? You know when you would go to like, I don't know, maternity units and they'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, and you would have, that's the only place that I'd seen like, hand sanitizer like that before you know so it was really weird they were coming with this industrial and we were like what is going on they were like don't touch this don't touch that we're like, well. don't don't touch the the board in front from a flight from LA like it was a little bit weird um and um but still quite chilled yeah but still chilled and then we got home and within a week it had locked down now I had an event, I had a, a comp, The so I I think, I don't know, let's say I flew home on the Monday, the event was on the Sunday, it was like within that week, um, and people were like, is the event still going on? And I'm like, yeah, because it wasn't really spoken mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. within the UK, and it was massive in America, we hadn't really spoke, it wasn't really spoke about um, in England, and then my, my event still happened, and then the week after is when we went into full lockdown, so I had to cancel... So this was in the March now, wasn't it? Yeah, March. So I had to cancel, oh my God, tons of events. You know, maybe maybe at least 20, 25 well, events. Because your business is all is events. Based, it's it's all person. events. It's that immersive experience, right? It's all events. Yeah, that's what I do. It's all events. I don't want to dance school anymore. Um, I That's all I do is, is dance events, comps, intensives. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. So I was like, oh my God, like if I can't do, if I can't get people in a room. Mm -hmm. There's a bit of a problem. There's an issue. (laughs) We've got an issue. We've got an issue. What do I do? Um, And I'm not going to lie for that first kind of week, you know, of watching the news and you're like, "Um, what, what is the solution here? Because you just couldn't, everyone was going a bit crazy. We couldn't see what was going on. And we thought it was going to be two weeks, right? Do we all remember when Boris was like, yeah, we're going to lock down for just like 14 days. Yeah, we were like, we'll be back in the office in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It'll be fine, it'll yeah. be fine. Oh my God, a two-week break, great. Um, but for me, it wasn't great. Um, you, had you not just joined this company a week before? I had, I joined oh, on right. the 9th of March and I think we locked down. So I was in the office like a full working week yep. plus a day. And I remember oh, our yeah. boss at the time going, um, I was like, oh, this is a bit mad, isn't it? This is all a bit crazy. And she's yeah. like, if the kids' club shut down, we're going to be shutting down. Yeah. Like, shutting down, down. And I was like, oh. And I joined two months before. And I was oh, like, oh. Gosh. So we were both like, oh. eh, we're new here. And um, then yeah. we, were, we were immediately home for the best part of two years. I mean, we did yeah. come back wow. in and dip out. So how did then... Like, yeah, how, so, sorry. You, said, I was no, like, sorry. you grew, but how did you, how did you manage Yeah, to so, so watch the news. Two week, cancel, cancel all the stuff. I had to give everybody back, obviously, their deposit so which for me it's just me Yep. It's just me that okay. runs the company. I don't have a team. Do you have any funders or anything like that? It's all no, right, no, right. it's just me. And everybody that works for me is all self-employed. So they're, okay. they're like contractors yep. because I run events all over the country. Yep. And although I have a small team that travel with me, they don't just work for me because they're doing, yeah. you know, they're yeah. teachers or they're doing whatever else. Um, which I suppose was a good problem for me because I was like, at least I haven't got staff kind yeah. of relying on me. Yeah. But equally, I do have a lot of people that work for me a lot yeah. and I know that I pay their bills. You know, like I know that I'm the biggest. Yeah, they may not be fully employed, but yeah. you are their main source income. Of in- exactly that. So I kind of felt a responsibility. But it's not about, although I still need to pay my bills, right? Yeah. Like it's not just about me. I need to think of the bigger picture because what, 
what people weren't realizing when events were closing down is that it affects then the caterers. Yeah. It affects then the tech team. It affects the cleaners. It's a domino effect of it. Right? Yeah, huge. Because, you know, as, as an event provider, I'm I'm providing a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so then I've got to turn around to the cleaners that self-contract and say, guys, you've not got a job either. Like it was it was so big. Mm-hmm. So for the first kind of two two to three weeks, I was in like a bit of a panic mode of like, right, okay, let's just write it out and see what happens. I'll cancel it and I'll give their refunds back and we'll see how it goes. And I did in that time quite a lot of online competitions. Okay. So so dance schools were able to, uh, sorry, that's a lie, dancers it, did it individually and was able to submit their video to me. I then had a panel of judges and we did it live and I very quickly learned how to do this yeah. whole Zoom thing, which, it, you know. That was like a Zoom. I was like, what's Zoom? Yeah. Two weeks later, I'm, I'm a master at Zoom. Yeah, I'm a master at Zoom and I had like different backgrounds. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I had my name coming up on the screen thinking I was on like BBC News. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so did that. I was like, this is going really well. And in for my first online comp that I did, I think about I had about 100 entries. Right. And I was like, okay, okay. And then the second one that I did, I had like 400 entries. Mm-hmm. And then the third, and it just kind of went a bit crazy. And then I was having them from all over the world then. So right. do you think people were looking for something to do in a yeah. way in lockdown? And we're thinking, wait, actually, I want to enter this competition. I want to do something. Because like, a lot of people mm. did run online classes and... I know like a couple of our clubs, one of them, Simon Says Dance in Edinburgh. Yeah, and he had um, yeah. like attendees for online classes from places like Malaysia, from yeah. the States and all that different things. So I yeah. think people were looking for this collective community wherever you were in the world because yeah. everybody was kind of experiencing the same thing. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I, I think so. But also um, I, I was like, this is a very British comp. So I have, I was having a lot of dancers from like China or, or mm. Japan or mm. America because all my, all my judges obviously speak like, well, we sound a bit like Mary Poppins, like the ones that are from <laughs> London. So I think all of the Americans were like, oh my God, because the judges were like, that's Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I absolutely loved it. You know, and yeah. so Mary they- Mary Poppins. Yeah, so I think that was a bit of a novelty as yeah. well. But then the biggest, the biggest change for me wasn't the online space. Mm-hmm. It was, I was, I mean, it, this was hard, but this is what changed my business is, as soon as I realised that what I was doing was probably wrong because I was advertising out for children to come and do an online comp because I was like, that's my business, that's what I do. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh my God, this is not what I do. What I do is I help the dance teachers put on extra classes. Uh-huh. And it just didn't register with me, if I'm honest with you, because I'm like, what I what I actually do as a dance business is not providing, I don't provide trophies and medals and accolades for children, even though that's what they see, you know, best personality you've won <laughs> regional dancer of the year and they get all that but what I'm actually doing is providing a space mm-hmm. where dance teachers are able to put on extra um, classes and workshops for their dancers to generate more income for them yep. in order for them you know to create b- better um, student morale within the school higher technique dancers and mm-hmm. create solos and like I say generate more income is that I was cutting them people out and I thought oh my and it, it didn't register with me for the first month, if I'm honest, when I was doing the online comps, um, until uh, until so my, one of my best friends, she owns a, a dance school, and I was like, "Hey, how are you getting on?" And we were speaking every day, and she was like, "Mate, it's hard because there's just no reason why they're coming." And then I was like, "Oh my god, I'm cutting them out," mm-hmm. and I just hadn't realised that I was cutting out those people mm-hmm. that are that are vital to yeah. what I do. So then, um, 
this was when we had the 30 rule, you know, like the 30 people in a space rule, yes, if you is. remember that, regardless of how big the space was. So what I did then is I spoke to all my venues that I, that I used, that I had really great relationships with. And I said, look, <laughs> I can't pay you your normal higher rate. It was, there's no physical way, but could I, could I get a discounted rate if I bring my own team to clean and did it, you know, and I kind of negotiated with them a bit. They were like, do you know what? Give us anything. <laughs> they were really happy for anything. Then they just kind of come and unlocked it. And they were like, you know how to work the sound desk. You know how to work the lights. Yeah. If you do it, it's going to provide anything yeah, yeah. as income. So but, I did. But, but were these private venues? They weren't council sort of led venues or anything like that? No, they were all private venues. Because we, we, we heard the trouble a lot of the time. Mm-hmm was from the, the kind of the ones that were the, the more kind of council-led, the more yeah. kind of, and that they were not for opening. And a lot of the a lot yeah. of the dance schools were, that's where they had to go. I guess yeah. there's maybe more regulation yeah. and more kind of yeah. policy with councils, whereas private lets maybe had yeah. their own, had to make up their own rules, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. That. So a lot of the theatres that were owned privately, or I I uh, use a lot of private schools. Mm-hmm. So it was just the, the yeah, decision yeah, of the head teacher okay. yeah. to say, oh, or, or the, like, the groundskeepers, yeah. or, are we doing this or not? And some of the ground keepers especially in the private schools that I use live on site and they were like yeah great we'll open up and Mm -hmm. we can go so what I was doing was going in I would have 30 dancers at a time so if you were a dance school and you had let's say 100 children you could only bring 30 at a time they would go on the stage um, and you could you could bring less if you wanted to bring adults with you Okay, yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> because that's really... if they wanted to have like adults yeah, watching, yeah. so they would come, they would bring them, um, I would give them a specific time slot. They would perform all of their solos, which is totally different to what I usually do because it's all dance schools together. And mm-hmm. you would do section by section to so all of the lyrical, then all of the jazz and all of the acro. Whereas it, I couldn't run it like that. So each dance school had like a two hour slot. They would perform all of their thing, all of their solos, all of their duets, all of their troops. The judges would score them on scorecards. They would leave. I'd have to fumigate the whole space, clean the space, and then the next dance school would come in. So I'd have to leave a half an hour gap in between every dance school. Right, that's right. And then I was, so the comp would start at seven o'clock in the morning. I would leave the venues at like one o'clock in the morning because we had wow. to, like, the, the, it was so spaced out. But I was saying to dance teachers, look, you've got a two hour space. I can give you eight until 10 at night. Do you want it? And they were like, yeah because what are we going to do the next day (laughs) the kids have not got school we'll take it so they were so happy that they could do it and there was lots of rules right you know you've got a hand gel you've got to wear a mask you had to sit two meters apart you weren't allowed to scream and cheer for the kid like you could clap remember that you know you sing remember it was after the school to film remember i don't i helped that year in my kid's school film the panto and they had to mime they had to go like and not actually sing at all. <laughs> and it was just like, this is really weird. And I had to oh like, sync God. up the, the, the audio. I think the dance teachers were so glad that there was something on that the kids could work towards. And then it just changed my whole business. Mm-hmm. Because then as soon as I was saying to the dance teachers, look, this is not about the children getting an award. Although it's great. Mm-hmm. And if they do, like, winner, winner. But this is about you being able to offer comp classes yep. to give a purpose and a reason as to why your children need to come to class online they need to click on zoom they need to be a part of it and um and they still need to work on their technique and work on their solos but then but then also the parents were seeing why are they going to dance again 
because we've got no shows this year. Mm-hmm. We've got so again, the, some of the parents were like, "Well, we we won't we won't add in this class." And we so then the, the knock on effect for parents. Then as soon as they saw right. We're going to comp. Oh, you'll need an extra couple of solos, mate. You'll need mm. some more privates. You need to do this. So then that was building it back up. And um, I was openly advertising it to dance teachers as this isn't about what it usually is, is coming to comp for to win best dance school and to win this. It's about your business. Mm. And the dance teachers, you know, I, I'd probably double the amount of dance teachers that came on board with me within that mm-hmm. that COVID time of doing it like that. Um, and I was just really honest with them. And I was like, look, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not going to be able to do this. And I'm going to, it's going to be late, some of the slots, but are you, are you up for it? Mm-hmm. And they were. And then after that, once things started easing up, we could then have 60. So then I was like, right, I can have two dance scores. How do we feel about this? And just kind of, you mm-hmm. know, did it like that. And then when we got back to normal, all of those dance schools have now stayed with me. Yeah. The loyalty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I'm so unbelievably grateful that they, that dance schools want to come back to me yeah. every time. And some, I've got one particular dance school um, and she's been with me since my very first comp. And I don't know if she's missed one yet. Like they, she travels with me everywhere, maybe other than Scotland, but she sometimes comes to judge that one actually. But um, she comes to every single one and um and it is important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Loyalty is important. But I think because some of them had seen what I was doing and that it wasn't about me, although obviously I still need to pivot and mm-hmm. work my business, yeah. they kind of realised that what I was doing for the dance community, I think they feel, or some of them feel like a little bit of loyalty of like, she's going to look after us, it's all right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is going to be... That's what we got. Yeah. yeah. It's the same, it's the same yeah. thing we, we got. Well, interesting. So, right, dance events, yeah. dance comps. Yeah. Where did your kind of journey in dance put your business aside? Yeah. Saying where did your journey in just dance start? You must have been a dancer. I mean, if we're going back to when it started, let's go. Like, Eighteen months old in a gorgeous little tutu, like oh. on the stage <laughs> to Winnie the Pooh, um, which I think my nan still got the video of somewhere. But yeah, I've danced my whole life, okay, um, and I've always been the everything dance kid. Yeah. So did ballet, tap, acro. Um, did you do like theatre and things like that? Yeah, as well? okay. yeah, yeah. So did all of that, and then did Amdram. You know, did did all of that kit, all of that stuff, and 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 did all like the great like the grade work that you yeah. would usually do, and and then um, went to dance college, went from an arts college, and my one was like it was like fame. It was just it was just the best. But then within that, we had this really really small section of dance business, and it was like. A small module. That's so good that they do include those modules yeah. because mm. so many, like, we have the Royal Conservatoire like, okay, yeah. in, in Glasgow and a lot of their courses don't include the business elements. Yeah. So you've got these, like, dancers, you've got musicians going out and they're yeah. kind of like, okay, how do I what now? Do do how do I do my tax? Yeah. How do I start my business? How yeah. do I promote my business? So yeah. That is so good to hear that there are courses out there that do that because so many don't and yeah. so people many don't. really don't know but how to But it was just a small it. module in it though, so it was okay, but yeah. then you latched onto that side of it. Yeah, so I think I think the reason they did it, if I'm honest, is that one of the lecturers um, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why she did it because you know yeah. that's not always the way, but I think because she, and she was just great and she would just speak to you dead normal and it didn't feel like, oh my God, this is business and you know, like mm. I need this. Like it was just really normal and I was like, okay, this is good. And I'm getting distinctions in this class. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, I realised that I was, where my where my skills at Lied was like in the organisation. I yeah. was like, oh my God. Are I'm you a very organised person? 
Yes, although my partner would, I'm sure, would say no. I'll have a highlighter and a spreadsheet. <laughs> like, this is for me. And then, um, obviously, like, still dancing. And, you know, I think uh, as dancers, as, as kids especially, there's this, like, misconception of you go to dance school, then you go to dance college, then you get a dance job, and then you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's the only pathway. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that, I really feel like needs changing, mm-hmm. but it's like, that's the only thing. And you hear so many parents go, but what's your backup plan? What about if you get injured and you get the dance job? And I'm like, there's so many things that they could do that are still within the arts. So, um, loved it, loved like, st- obviously still loved dancing and was loving my modules and was really enjoying it. Um, and then it was the year that snowed really bad. Like the, the beast, beast from, from the, the east. east before then. Before. No idea. like, <laughs> well, we know this. We know this. <laughs> yeah, no, before then, this was like, I'm talking, what, like 16 years ago? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And it snowed, this is when I was at dance college, and it snowed really bad, like ridiculous. And at this point, I had like a real rubbishy, like tinky car, because <laughs> you, you know, you're at dance college, and you've got no mini, and I've got this tiny little car, and... um where where I went to dance college um it was a real snazzy area and like there was big houses and there was a Porsche in front of me and it was a real snazzy one and there was a Porsche on one side and there was a Lamborghini part the other side and um, my car's swerving and I've got like a Fiat like I don't even know what it was it was like just like a box car and I'm swerving and I'm like right there's a ditch here there's a Lamborghini and there's a Porsche I can either go into two of them cars and I'm probably going to have like really mad people come out and see me or like I can try and go into the ditch and my car is just going all over the place I went into the ditch it was the smallest when I say accident it was like you know nothing but I'd hurt my neck a little bit and I was the acro kid so I was the bendy one and that little like twink was enough for me not to be able to do walkovers anymore. And then I was like, oh my God. And it really like shocked me. Yeah. Of like, if I. And if anything was to happen. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I'm talking like, when I say accident, it really was like, eh, like, oh, I'm just down a bit, but because I, like, it like jolted my you. neck. I was like, oh my God. And I recovered and it was fine, but. It, it gave you the. It gave yeah. me the shock okay. of like. That's well, what I always think when it comes to like even anybody in the sporting profession as well. Mm. Um, if musicians, you, yeah, yeah, musicians, yeah. You cut your hand, yeah. that's it. Your, your band's yeah. done, type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like you hear your dance teacher go, "Your body's a temple, and you need to look after it." And you think, "Okay, sure." And then I was like, "Oh my god!" Like mm. she's right. You know, mm. like, yeah. Now what? So, um, so that kind of scared me a little bit. Um, and that's when I was dabbling with events. So as soon as I'd kind of graduated and I was working for that STEM company at the time, but I was dabbling in events, but you know, I'm talking one a year yeah. and just kind of seeing like, can I do this? Is it something that I enjoy? Am I good at it? Or are people yeah. going to be like, what is she doing? You know? So I was just kind of dabbling and then it kind of, and at this point I started at my dance school as well, because what else do you do if you're a dancer? Like yep. you start yeah, up a yeah, dance yeah, school, yeah, like yeah. if you're not going to go. That was the question further down the line. Like presumably you did have a dance school. So yeah, it, was, I did. it was your own one. It was my it, own what dance was it school, um, JDC. 
GDC cool. Yeah, really inventive. Jasmine's <laughs> dance company. Um, and I loved it. And, you, you know, you fall in love with the kids, don't you? And, like, you see them grow and you put on little shows and it was great. Um, and I did that for years and I was still dabbling in the event space. And what, what's Dance events then as well? Yeah. Yes. Okay, right. Yeah. But not just for your school? No. So I was, so I was running my school you know, all year. Yep. And then I would put on like one comp a year okay, and just invite like local schools and say, look, do you, do you want to come? And when I look back now, it's almost laughable that like, you know, how it run and what I did. Cause I just think, I can't even believe that anybody came mm-hmm. and that some of them still come now. <laughs> like, but it's crazy. Um, so it was kind of dabbling that loved the, it was great. Um, loved the school was growing and that's all you think that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, this is my life now is that I run the school and I'm going to keep growing the school. And because again, you just, there's no other kind of options. And although I was loving the other side of st- like the events, I didn't think it could be a full time job. Like sustainable for a long term. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't realize that it could be a full time job and that, and I, I was like, you know, nobody does this. It's like, it's for fun. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you know, almost like when people go to, but what's your real job? Yeah. You know? So I didn't realize. And then, um, and I was living over in Henley and Arden near Stratford upon Avon. So I was living over there, but my partner was living completely somewhere else, which um, was like an hour and a little bit drive. So I ended up moving nearer to him because for his work, he couldn't, he couldn't move. So I moved nearer to him and then, um, and still kind of growing the school and still loving life. Um, and then had a miscarriage quite late on in my pregnancy. And then again, that was the second shock of mm-hmm. like, so I was like, I was like over three months. Yeah. So it was quite, mm-hmm. you know, and um I thought, oh my God. And then I couldn't teach. So I was like, not only can I not dance, I can't right, okay. teach. Like, and then, you know, a bit of like an identity crisis, you yeah. know, like this is all I've done my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, my entire life I've been built up to, that's all, like, that's the only thing that I do. I dance mm-hmm. and that's all I know. Like, is that the voice in the back of your head of like someone saying, well, what's your backup plan? What's your, back- yeah, what's yeah, your yeah. backup plan? Yeah. And like, that's the, like... I have no backup plan. You know, that was the voice of like, oh my God. But at this point I was still working um, for the STEM business, but but again, it was a franchise. Mm-hmm. The guy that owned it just wasn't interested. He was kind of changing the rule book and he was very out of the business. And it, yeah, it was just get, all getting a little bit crazy. And he'd sacked loads of, well, all the staff except from me and one other. And I was just like, what am I like? Yeah. What is, what am I going to do? So this was, this was then, um, and again, kind of like, you know, you, two light bulb moments for me, right? So one was the crash, one, an essay crash in the loosest term. And then one was the miscarriage. And I was like, it's almost, and I do believe in kind of like, if it's meant to be, it will yeah. be. Yep. and I believe in like fate quite a lot. And I do believe that <clears throat> we have like a path. And if you're not on the right path, things will happen Some, to put you on the path. That, yeah. That's what I b- believe, which may sound a bit woo woo. And I was like, I'm being pushed towards events. Mm-hmm. Like that, the, I'm like, I'm, oh, you dabbled with it and you yeah. knew that there was something in it. Like people yeah. were coming along to this, even people though you thought <laughs> you look back and yeah. you think, why did they do it? But people were, they people were invested were, in that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, right. And then that's when I started to take it far more seriously. So that was seven years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years ago, I think. Um, and that's when I started to take it far more seriously and was like, this is what 
this is me. So is that is that the time then? How long did the, the school continue? Um, I kept the school going for another year. Right, with other teachers as well involved? No, just me. Just you, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, just me. Okay. Um, and then... And then that's when you know, like, right, you could just can't yeah. do everything. Yeah. And I also strongly believe, and I know that I'm sure some people that are going to listen to this and very much disagree with me, but I don't believe that you should run competitions and have your own school. Okay. And I realised that I was like, it's a huge conflict of interest. Well, you can have your school compete in the competitions no, you run. No, and then no, not at all. Um, you, you can't have that. Um, so do you mean they're running competitions in, a, in an area and their school's attending plus or, six yeah, others? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, right, that okay. happens. Oh, that really? Happens. Or do they, does it happen that they would run a competition just internally within their own school? No, no, no. Classes? No, just... They a, would across. run a comp, invite other schools. Yeah. Their school will compete. Okay. They will employ a judge, but... You know, like, it's their comp, it's their mm-hmm. kids. The judge knows that it's their kids. I think that it's wrong. Plus, even if they don't invite their children and they still run a school, this is what I was finding. I'm like, what does it mean? When another school wins mm-hmm. or a child wins, but I'm a dance teacher that owns a school, what does it mean? Yeah. What's the accolade there? Because yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Like, we're just dance teachers, right? That uh, That's running a fun comp. So I was like, right, I need to... And this, there's like festivals and there's comps and yeah. they're very different things. So we have some dance teachers that will run like a festival. It's a little bit more relaxed. Um, and well, I say relaxed in terms of like having your own score there and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then comps are usually a bit kind of louder and a bit crazier and a bit, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. There's lights, there's confetti, there's other stuff. Um, and I was like, I need to, I need to take my comp up a notch to be that one that when kids win at my comps or they get a title, they're like, Oh my God. And they, they don't see me as a dance school owner. Yeah. They see me as that's the comp that I want to go to. Yeah. That's the- you see as an authority. Yeah, yeah authority you know, within the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when I was like, I need to make my mind up. Am I a dance school owner? Or yeah. am I g- going to do comps? Am I going to run comps? And am I going to try and get myself into that space and be the one that people want to go to? And and it really means something mm-hmm. when they win. Um, so that was the decision. I mean, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you mm. get to know the kids and it's awful. But um, but that's the decision that I had to make. And I believe that was being pushed that way. Mm. So fast forward a few years, yep. where is Move It, Shake It now? I mean, oh you've got what, something like, what's over 20,000 followers on your Instagram, multiple events throughout the UK, England, yeah. Scotland, Wales. Yeah. W- where is it now? Um, oh my God, I just love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, I still feel like a bit giddy when I go to an event and, and people come up to me and they go, oh, we've had a great time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm so glad you have. Um or like when kids ask for photos with me oh, nice. at the end, nice. yeah, and you're like, oh, I just feel so grateful yeah. that people come to the events and they enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I now run an event almost every Sunday of the year. Wow. wow. Except like Christmas, you know, um, but I run, yeah, I run a lot. So I run a lot of comps. How about, um, how about your team? So there's there's just me that does all like the you know like the admin, yeah. the yeah. marketing, the customer service, the kind of like the the backside of the things, and then team that comes with me on the day. Yep. Um, so, so do you do like the venue booking or like yeah, sourcing yeah, yeah. the venues and whatnot? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then team that comes with me on the day, I have like um, a team of judges. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have about 12 different judges that I have and they'll just rotate different because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't um, expect anyone to be as crazy as me and say, you know, <laughs> you're going to work every Sunday. Um, so I have a team and um, they're, I hire professional dancers or um, professionals within the industry, yeah. you know, choreographers or people that are still on doing TV or, or um, theatre work, yeah. um, which is great because I, again, strongly believe that it's better to hire people within the industry than to hire adjudicators because they're seeing the things that are coming up now, you know, like what's fresh now. So when they're giving feedback, it's feedback for industry now, not 20 years ago when they were performing. Absolutely. It's keeping it really current, isn't it? And like exactly what you say, what's trending now, like what's in the West End, like what are people doing, what changes are happening? And I think, you know, these kids will recognise the people that you're hiring as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's super exciting for them because you know, when they see them and they follow them on Instagram and they, yeah. you know, they're like, oh my God, it's her. And that <laughs> must be good in like a marketing sense for yeah. you to be, have these people on board. I mean, I know you'll have professional relationships yeah. but to be able to see such and such is coming and they've been in this production in the West End or they're on this TV show. You know, there's interest from yeah. kids because that's... The, yeah. uh, we're doing similar things as well on this basically like with yeah. Misha. Um, oh, yeah, 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 Garbit, yeah. Yeah. So we're hosting a masterclass with yeah. her next. Yeah, yeah. And then the kids looked at us and the authority and they kind of, oh, do you know, we, we couldn't put... But she absolutely Yeah, yeah, is. we couldn't I put mean, anybody uh, in that position no. um, that would replace that kind of... The, the, no. The, the, the gooey-eyed look that the kids give yeah. to her. And I actually think, fair play to her, because there are loads of children within that film, but she's really used her platform in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. And I think, do you know what? Well done her, because... You know, she she's not only teaching children a fab workshop, which I'm sure that she will, um, but she's she's just like them. She's she, like, giving them yeah. that spark of like, I'm just you guys. We you know, at, I you could be me. We were at in Move a film. It down in London, and she done a big talk down there. Um, and yeah, I mean, she, the, she's a really positive kid. Yeah, and like you say, she's talking to her um, peers. That's yeah, what you say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Peers. Um, and yeah, it was just all real positivity coming from her. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's, it's it's the way to go, I think. So yeah. you're onto something there. And and again, within our industry, I think because there's so much negativity about, you know, that kind of dance moms yep. era that kind of, you know, a lot of parents almost expect dance teachers to be crazy, yep. you know, <laughs> um, and for them all to be quite negative yeah. and rivals and it's just not the case. Okay. You know, you will find that there are some dance school rivals, but as a whole, I, again, at my events, I really try and promote being kind to each other. And I have an award where it's a secret award. Okay. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this actually. If, I don't know if, if it's any, a secret. If there's any kids that come to my comps listening, turn off now. Um, mm. But I do an award where um, I it's the kindest dancer. And I'll look backstage of the dancers that are saying to each other, love that costume. Oh, that's so lovely. Because it's really important to be not only kind to your own dance school and your own team, but I make a point of the kids that are from another dance school, even though you think they're your rivals at the minute, if you want to be professional dancers, they're going to be your castmates. You're going to be on stage with that person and there's no rivalry then. You're all the same, Um, you know, and they'll remember if you're not nice to them. Mm -hmm. So being nice, it goes both ways and, you know, you're just as nervous as they are. So I do a little secret award and if it's happening, you know, I'll give it out at the end and I'll say it. And if not, then they don't That's get that nice, award. That yeah. nice. No, they are going to listen to this. They are going to listen. They'll be backstage at, are you okay? Is everybody okay? Yeah. Do you like well, some do more you know what? <laughs> if it's promoting more kindness, that's not bad. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 It's a good thing. Yeah. But sorry, going back to that kind of like dance mom's culture, they expect it to be a little bit crazy and it's just... 
it, you've created something different like it's kind of sounds like a fun comp that they're going to I mean there's a little bit of competitiveness there but you're yeah. promoting different values maybe that aren't at other events out there that exist in the dance space yeah I mean it's a competition there's all there's always going to be a competitive nature and that you know the kids always want to win of yeah. course they do that's why they're there but it's more about being inspired by other dancers and if mm-hmm. they win a trophy that is just the cherry right that's just the cherry on top of the cake if they've come and they've enjoyed the day and they've enjoyed the experience and they've had they've kind of built it up on stage and they've built their performance skills and they've had chance to show their parents and grandparents all the stuff that they've been learning and they've made maybe new dance friends. That's far more important yeah. um, than, than winning that trophy. Um, although, you know, I do hold regionals. I hold, I've got a grand national event coming up, which is the, you know, a huge, huge event where dancers from all over the country that have placed first, second and third come to the event and they get to compete against the best of the best. So there's definitely kind of accolade there and um, they, it's definitely prestigious from that aspect, but yeah it should be fun mm-hmm. you shouldn't go to a comp if it's not fun and you're too scared to get on that stage because what's the point in doing mm-hmm. in doing it otherwise mm-hmm. very true I think yeah there needs to be that element of I'm going to go and have a great time yeah. and I'm going to enjoy myself and there'll be that competition there that's yep. you know it's inevitably going to be there so. yeah it's been brilliant to catch up with yeah, you thank um, you so much for inviting really, me I mean, great, great business it was it, uh-huh. is, it is a great business and yeah thank you very much for coming and chatting to us on the podcast yeah. another fantastic podcast guest Another fantastic podcast guest and one that this time round wasn't one of our customers. Yeah, I think to have somebody who's not a customer on is very interesting, but also because she is in the kids activity industry space and doing something very different in the form of events. It was just interesting to hear more about her background as a dancer, but also her business model. Yeah, business model is great. And actually, we hopefully may be doing some event based stuff with Jasmine in the near future. Maybe lurking in the future. But yeah, great podcast and uh, it was a long one. So let's just wrap this up quick. I think so. Let's do it. Thank you, Jasmine, for coming on to the podcast and also for being a great participant at Friday Stand Up. Indeed. One. Two. Three. Bye. Bye.